Welcome to the Autoimmune Thriver Method podcast. On this podcast, we will talk about real life, practical and transformative methods that will leave you motivated and empowered to take an active and proactive approach to feeling alive again with autoimmune. I am Cordula, Hashimoto's and PCOS Thriver, certified holistic nutritionist, your host of this show, and the founder of the Gut Health and Energy Breakthrough Program. I am deeply passionate about shining light on the immense impact nutrition, mindset, and lifestyle choices have for you to go from surviving to thriving. So let's get started. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to the podcast. Today, I am going to have a guest speaker with me, and I am very excited to welcome Francois Gagnon to our podcast. He is actually a certified lymphatic therapist. He is a cancer exercise specialist and medical exercise specialist. As well, he is the founder of the Other Pain Clinic. And I am very excited to welcome him to the show. I think he will be giving you guys so much value, especially around the lymphatic system. So you guys know that I talk a lot about the lymphatic system myself because it is really a little bit of the stepchild of the detoxification system. Nobody really pays that much attention to the lymphatic system. We're more focused on the liver and all of these things, but lymphatic system is just so important in order to decrease inflammation in our bodies. And so I would like to um, welcome Francois to the show. And why don't you go ahead, Francois, and start to introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about what you do, who you are, and yeah, what you do in your practice. Thank you very much for the invitation, uh, Cordula. It's a pleasure to be here with you to share about the lymphatic system. It's awesome that you also are very passionate about it because it is a very important system in our body. So as you mentioned, uh, my name is Francois. I'm a certified lymphatic therapist, uh, cancer exercise specialist, and the company I have is called The Other Pain Clinic. And definitely we've just um, been doing a little bit more work towards looking at the cancer I know the lymphatic system is really based sometimes a lot in the cancer world because a lot of times people say, hey, you know, if you have, for example, breast cancer, you might have that swelling in the arm. So please go tag in with a lymphatic therapist that'll help you out with the swelling issue. However, the lymphatic system is huge in other health conditions as well. So in terms of what I do, I actually help people who have chronic pain, chronic health or medical conditions just to live a better quality of life. And just doing that through integration of therapies like the manual therapy, like the lymphatic system, um, some health lifestyle coaching, and then kind of go from there to see where they're at and just use some benchmarks along the way. It's interesting to see that the lymphatic system in itself can truly help even cancer patients to get to a next level of health in their diagnosis. So it's it's a very powerful system in itself as well. Oh, no, for sure. It's... um. And kind of like what you kind of alluded to in terms of the lymphatic system, you could stimulate it in different ways. So, so for example, let's just go through the, uh, the basics of the lymphatic system. Number one, in a very broad sense, it's part of your waste management system of the human body. It also is responsible for nutrient transport, and it's also part of the immune system as well. 
So for example, in terms of the hands-on stuff with the lymphatic system is to stimulate the lymphatic system via increased lymphatic circulation. So it's kind of like when I do some work with somebody, it's I'm boosting the circulation up to help to remove the biochemical waste from the body tissues of the human body to enhance body fluid dynamics. So for example, in the cancer world, kind of we touched on, to reduce the edemas or the swelling. And what also happens while there's the hands-on part, for sure, it's kind of decreasing the fight and flight part of the nervous system and promoting that rest and relax part to help to kind of de-stress in a way as well. So there's a lot of physiologic and biomechanical effects of that could be happening on the lymphatic system when I'm working with somebody who may have the cancer or right now I've been working with people with post-knee replacement as well, so post-surgery of any sort. Also in terms of with actually headaches and migraines as well. I get I live in Calgary, Alberta, so with our weather shifting, sometimes there's um, a lot of people are triggered with uh, headaches and migraines. So I kind of been using that with some clients and they found some really good benefit as well. That is interesting that it you can really apply it to so many different health conditions and make a difference with it. So I see that in my own practice with chronic inflammation due to autoimmune is where even yeah, in my space, yes, there's a lot of ladies that I work with who actually experience swelling in the armpits as well as down by the ankles and all of the, the, the pooling of the lymph, really. And so it's very helpful to get the lymph to move because you mentioned that it is basically a part of our waste removal system. But mm -hmm. what I found interesting is, and maybe you can explain that a little bit more in detail, is you said that it's also connected to movement of nutrient or nutrient absorption. How is that? Part of it is with the nutrient transport. For example, when we look at uh, the anatomy of the lymphatic system, there's a lot of the vessels and the lymph nodes that are actually in the core slash stomach area. So it's all around part of those support areas for those organs as well. So in terms of a history, there's been a big part of the lymphatic system with respect to the mesenteric region area yeah. of the stomach. So around the stomach, the pancreas, so in that whole area, just to do some transport. It's kind of fascinating because I think as we do stuff, because more part of your stuff in terms of nutrition as well, when we do the process, sometimes there might be, for lack of a better word, might be some nutrition debris happening so that we want the lymphatic system to help to clean that up as part of it and or also just the transport. Yeah, that's what I love about the lymphatic system so much is that it has both pillars. One is helping your body to detoxify, to get rid yes. of waste. And the other pillar is to help your body to actually absorb nutrients better. So it's really fascinating. Why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit more about when was the lymphatic system discovered or was it always like, because I know a lot of people don't really know much about it. So I find that it's yeah, it's fascinating that it has been neglected for so long. Yeah, it definitely has. And even myself as a certified lymphatic therapist, and I was fortunate enough to have some being intense with um, even some physicians saying, yeah, we kind of know about it and it's important, but we don't know that much more about it. So the interesting thing about the history, because I was looking at the history of the lymphatic system to do a 
kind of submit an abstract to the local school of medicine here in Calgary. This is pre-COVID, of course. And what I found was really interesting in terms of the historical perspective of the lymphatic system. There's been stuff that's been kind of noted even from the early history of Hippocrates to the Eustatians. So in terms of the presence of lymphatic vessels and nodes, it's been an ancient anatomist without accurate knowledge of what the true function of the anatomy system or the anatomy system. Let's try that again. The lymphatic system is. Mm -hmm. So for example, the lymph nodes were described as spongy structures, but they were spread throughout the whole body in the support of vulnerable body parts. So when we look at the current anatomy of the lymphatic system, you could kind of see that it is spread throughout the whole body. So it's anything from into the feet, like the knees, definitely the big concentrations in the hips because we have all that lymph node regions in kind of the front pocket area, the inguinal region, uh, the core, the stomach area, up into the neck area as well, uh, the arms. And there's even research that there's, uh, it's got the gear lymphatics, so inside our head as well. Wow. So mm. really interesting for sure. So can I just ask you one question is, I always wondered, and I always wanted to look it up, how many lymph nodes do we actually have in total? That's a really good question. <laughs> uh, let's just say the concentrations of lymph node regions. I'll say there's the core, kind of stomach area, the hip area, underneath the arms, because that's a big one, especially in terms of when you tag in the cancer aspect with the lymphatic system as well. Definitely around the eyes, nose, and mouth, because those are areas that are open to the environment, like our air we breathe. So I mentioned part of the lymphatic system is part of that immune response as well. So if we, I don't know, um, it's summertime. So if I breathe in a bug or something like that, as an example, if I'm riding my bike, hopefully the immune system goes, hey, this is a foreign aspect to my body. So let's kind of trap it and kind of break it down and digest it and waste management, get it out of my body somehow. So wherever there's a circulatory pathway, the notion is there's a lymphatic pathway. So the lymphatic system is very much kind of intertwined with the circulatory system. And that's kind of how they found it in those earlier years as well, through like a, being explained like a whole in the digestive world about uh, chyle vessels or the lymphatic vessels. And actually, where it was first introduced, lymphatics with nutrition was actually in the medical school of Alexandria in the 4th century BC. That's a little bit of the history that I kind of picked up there. Mm -hmm. There's a little bit more stuff that came out in terms of Gaspari Asili in 1622, 1627. And then in the late 1800s, from Andrew Taylor Still, he's known in the osteopathic world in the late so in terms of getting some stuff going for techniques to help out with the lymphatic system as well. Yeah. So that's when it first kind of came about, what did I say, late 1800s, early 1900s, in terms of the still American School of Osteopathy, in terms of manual lymphatic therapy for the spleen in around 18, let's say 1900. Interesting. And then down the road, the big part of it was... Uh, Emil Vodder, who was a clinical scientist who kind of contributed more to the development and advancement of the lymphatic stuff. So this was about late 1920s, 1930s, where he was in Europe and he did a lot of successful treatment using manual lymphatic techniques through the 1930s. And it's very similar to um, 
modes of Scandinavian massage therapy at that time period. Mm -hmm. But the pressure was light instead of a heavy. And that's where even when I do the practice in terms of manual lymphatic therapy, people say, oh, it's like a massage. I said, well, sort of, but it's really light and very specific depending on how do I want the lymphatic system to do its work. So for example, if there's some swelling from um, a client with a knee surgery after issue because of the surgery, there's some swelling going on. I kind of want to do, there's a, a step-by-step process where I actually start at the neck or the clavicle region, the collarbone region. And then I go through the abdominal region. Then I open up a hip before I get to the knee. So it's not really starting at the knee. There's a process of opening up vessels and then returning that pathway. Oh, interesting. So you're basically... You're opening up pathways for mm-hmm. the ways to then flush out more or easier out of the body. Is that how it goes? Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like what you mentioned as well w- with your audience in terms of, for example, that detox, right? In order for the detox to happen, you need to kind of clear a path to help that process to be more efficient and effective as well. Instead of, hey, I want to detox, but yeah. I'm going to either go through the food pathway or the supplement pathway. But if things are congested, it's kind of like being in a traffic jam, right? Yeah. You hang out in Toronto. So I know about the traffic jams in Toronto because I've driven <laughs> there. So so it's, it's kind of like, okay, it's a traffic jam already. We're going to be adding some more cars. How is that really going to be helping us out? Yeah. So as an example, right? I love that analogy. Absolutely. It's so true. And uh, it makes so much sense. I would like to hone in on that a little bit more because I often say to my clients and to my audience is that, you know, detoxification daily is important, right? Mm -hmm. Because we are just accumulating so much throughout the day. But if you are going on a more extensive detox, you know, regimen and your pathways are not open, you are just filling up the barrel and there's no way that it can, you know, get out of the barrel and the barrel is going to explode. And this is when you are experiencing symptoms as well, right? Because Mm -hmm. your body is not able to get rid of all the things that you are liberating in your body. And the same goes for the lymphatic system, especially because my understanding is, is that the lymphatic system is actually, it runs upstream. So it's not like the circulatory system that has a pump. Exactly. It doesn't really have a pump. So you have to manually stimulate it in order to clear pathways. Is that correct? Yeah, well said. It's definitely like the the circulatory system has the heart. That's the pump. To stimulate the lymphatic system, there's a couple of different ways you can kind of do that. And so for example, one is move. It's good to move around. Because as you move around, it kind of helps to create a moving pattern, just kind of like the veins as well in the circulatory system. As we move, it helps the flow. So what kind of movement would you suggest would be optimal or or best to stimulate it? (laughs) I'm going to say almost any type of movement, but we'll get into some specifics in a moment. Okay. For sure. Actually, diaphragmatic breathing or belly breathing, however you want to reference that, or the yoga breathing. Because sometimes as we get into the the deeper breathing where we kind of stimulate the inhale around the landmark of the belly button. It helps to stimulate the diaphragm muscle group and that helps to kind of boost a little bit of the lymphatic system as well. Definitely, for example, as we kind of mentioned, I'm a certified lymphatic therapist. I know about the lymphatic system and don't get me wrong, a lot of my good friends are massage therapists, but sometimes if there's something like swollen, let's say at the knee, 
I want to be able to have those pathways open so I can move that pool of fluid into the other vessels, like let's say at the hip or at the abdominal region. Yeah. yeah. And that's where that training comes in. Mm-hmm. And so, for example, some of my friends who have gone to massage therapy schools, they said, yeah, we know about it. I said, okay, so do you know about creating the pathway or opening up the pathway? And they're going, oh, tell me more. It's like, well, you know, to kind of move things around, to move the lymphatic system, like you said, because it doesn't have its own pump, you need to stimulate it to go a certain direction. That's really important about in terms of that training for sure. So to kind of um, say, hey, I'm going to treat myself to go see a, a certified lymphatic therapist. Sometimes that could be like a, a nice little spa thing as well for client groups, for sure. Mm-hmm. The other one in terms of movement um, one of my good friends, a uh, physiotherapist from Israel who works at the McGill Women's Breast Health Clinic as well in Montreal, she did a lot of research in terms of being in the water. So when being in the water, people think, oh, I'm going to go swim. It's like, well, this changed your swimming from a horizontal position to a vertical position. So kind of like doing aquafit classes. Oh, Because okay. that's more of the water movement and the stimulation of the water against the skin. That kind of gives like a little bit of a lymphatic factor as well. Plus you get the hydrostatic pressure of the water. Because yes. as water's a little bit deeper, you kind of have to move things up. And also if somebody has you know sore knees hips back uh, the buoyancy of the water is also a good bonus for the joints of the body nice wow yeah I, i've never thought about that that's amazing yeah so my colleague there's uh dora tirar she's an excellent physiotherapist out of israel who works at the uh, mcgill women's breast health clinic and then the other one the, the classic one is actually a mini rebounder oh yes that is something that I frequently recommend to my clients. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. There's just even a simple walk on that. You don't really have to bounce. But if, you know, if your audience has um, children at home, if they have the trampoline out in the backyard, even walking on that, that's totally okay. Yeah. How about skipping? Is that something as well or not so much? Um, if you want. It's just when you look at movement as a whole, right? Right. Even if it's a walk, it's all good. Yeah. It's really the movement of it. It's the manual movement of it because, like we said, it doesn't have its own pump. So we need yeah, to manually shift exactly. that lymph around. So how about lymphatic drainage massages? Because I mm-hmm. know that these are around and I oftentimes refer my clients to one of them. You mentioned before that it's a little bit different than just a regular massage that you get because the focus is on opening those, the drainage pathways. Is that correct? Yeah, so it's uh, kind of even in individuals who are healthy, who have, let's say, no medical issues, conditions going on, that could really help to de-stress the body. It's been known in some areas as well in the world. Uh, I followed a couple different places in Europe, and they actually use lymphatic as a great de-stressor. Interesting. Because it helps to kind of reduce that fight and flight part of the our nervous system and promote that rest and relax part for sure. So... In terms of that, it's really good. And the, the pressure should be like super light and there shouldn't be really any oils used. People say, how come you don't use an oil? It's like, well, I want to feel the skin because I'll say literally it's the massage of the skin in a way. Yeah. So what I'm doing when I'm working with somebody is depending on the intent of what's going on. Like I said, even if let's say healthy person, I still want to do my basics and just kind of keep everything as is but I still want to move towards the center of the body. So towards 
the heart region or the solar plexus of the uh, human body. Yeah. So I always want to go towards the center. So that's the direction I'm going to go. And I'll explain a little bit more about that why in a second. Yeah, I was just going to ask you about that. <laughs> and then, um, so yeah, I've had some, uh, we did a trial at a, a spa that's kind of going on here in Calgary. I uh, had three healthy guys come in. They all kind of napped out on me, but if they nap out on me, it's all good because now I know they're so they're like they're relaxed, right? So that's really good. So yeah, so no oils because I want to move the skin because if I have oils, then it gets slippery. And then that's in terms of our certification as a lymphatic therapist, we're never taught to use oils because we, we want to do that feel. Uh, so that's a, a little bit of difference that way. And definitely the pressure, it, it is light. And I think that's, and there's a sequence to it as well. Nice. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. So in terms of why towards the center of the body, the solar plexus, another way to kind of stimulate the lymphatic system at home, and this has been definitely used in the spa world, is called dry brushing. Yeah. <laughs> and you probably mentioned that to your audience as well. Yes, very often, yeah. very often, yes. Yeah, so dry brushing is everything towards the center of the body instead of away from the center. And that's, I think that's where the main difference between like a, a classic traditional massage and a lymphatic treatment is it's everything is towards the center of the body because that's where you find the greatest concentration of lymph nodes in the body right at the hip joints like at the hip area the inguinal underneath the arms into the uh, abdominal or core area as well that makes so much sense right that uh like you just explained, like the, the core center of the body really has that big accumulation of the lymph nodes where they can then help to neutralize all of the uh, the toxins and all of the waste that is coming their way as well, right? Yeah, no, for sure. Like, don't get me wrong, like in, in my anatomy posters for the lymphatic system, like there are lymph nodes at the ankle, there are some at the knee, because that's part of the immune system. So if there's a scratch somewhere on the leg, we need that immediate response right. for that process to be happening for that healing for sure. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So can you just quickly explain how the lymphatic system actually drains? Because it does not have an exit route out of the body, let's say like the digestive system, right? Yeah. So how does it work? So in terms of the lymphatic system to kind of do its job? Yeah. Well, there's definitely the stimulation of the lymphatic system, kind of we talked about for sure. And anytime I work with somebody and we do a lymphatic treatment, I always mention that you'll have to go to the washroom a little bit more frequently. Mm -hmm. And people say, well, I remember one client, she said, I drink a lot of water already. I said, that's okay. But, you know, you'll probably have to go anyways, right? And mm -hmm. she was surprised that she actually had to go a little bit more frequently. That is so interesting. It's just because we're doing a boost to the body and we're saying, hey, I want you to work a little bit better, be more efficient. It's kind of like, um, you know, we live in pretty major cities as well, for both of us. And it's almost like sometimes we wish it's like, man, I wish I waste management. The trucks would come by a little bit more often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that's kind of basically what we're doing to the human body. So it's kind of like, okay, let's do this processes of waste management. And for us, it's, we're visiting the washroom a little bit more. And I love that. You know why also is because so... I'm a holistic nutritionist, and I really love the aspect of the body working as a whole unit, right? And everything is interconnected. So again, that just shows me that the holistic aspect of it is that 
when we're stimulating one system, it actually triggers another system, the digestive system, right? And it's helping you detox through your digestive system and it, it's helping you to bring down your nervous system. And so there's the, the combination of all of these systems that are intertwined and involved. That's amazing. No, for sure. And, and definitely, like you said, in terms of all those systems, right, it's really important that they help facilitate each other to be a little bit more efficient. And definitely a big part of what I've noticed over the years when I'm doing a, a lymphatic, depending on even even with a few clients with the long COVID, or um, even as we start in terms of with somebody just with a, like an arm or whatever else, and it's like, well, you people say, can I have the whole thing done? I said, well, you know, I'm stimulating the whole body. It's going to be a big load on your body. Mm. Because like when you say about, um, you know, how does it work? Sometimes I take it one piece at a time. So for example, with my long COVID client, we just did core lymphatics and it's not a big chunk. There's still arms and legs that I didn't get to, but she said, wow, yeah, I had to go to the washroom a little more frequently and my sleep was better that night and the whole relaxation. And I just did the core. It's basically core for me is neck, shoulders to hips and front and back side. Wow. Incredible. Yes. Then that was enough to kind of, oh, I have an effect. One of the other, I'll say side effects of the lymphatic system is if, for example, we talked about that congestion, right? So if your lymphatic system is congested and now I'm coming in, uh, I'm opening up the whole everything, right? It might feel like, wow, I've just opened up over here. I just kicked this open or moved that open. Um, a side effect might be feeling like you have a cold, although you don't have a cold. And that, that might just be from the accumulation of that congestion. Yeah, it's 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 almost like purging, which can <laughs> trigger side effects like that too. Yeah, I, I guess it depends on what happens in your world in terms of the nutrition stuff, right? In terms of if somebody goes into a detox or a cleanse, what could be happening? That's absolutely correct. Yes, and you have to take it slowly. Absolutely, mm -hmm. just like you said, because of those reasons why. Fascinating, absolutely I'm fascinated by it. So I love the lymphatic system so much. And I think it's so worth uh, supporting it daily. No, for sure. So here's my question then with regards to that is what would you suggest to uh, my audience who's listening? What can they do on a daily to support their own lymphatic system regularly? Um, I think a daily would be kind of borrow from the spa world and actually do dry brushing because mm -hmm. it's simple. Yeah. You could do that with a loofah like a loofah sponge or a loofah something in, in the bathroom. You could do it with an actual dry brush that you could go buy at a spa or bath beyond something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Area. Um, so those are the very simple self-care daily things they could do. You could totally engage in the deep breathing practice as well. Move throughout the day. So it doesn't have to be complicated, right? No, totally, <laughs> totally not. Like, it's not like, oh man, I got to go find a certified lymphatic therapist. It's like, oh man, it's like, what the heck? Yeah. Where do I find them? And all that stuff too. But the simple stuff is, even when I was doing my training as a certified lymphatic therapist, it's, you know, for example, if we're working together, yeah, we connect. It's awesome working together, but in a way, I want you to take care of yourself. Yeah. Right. It's like, yeah, we could have our monthly maintenance sessions as an example to get that boost because then that you could totally relax. Yeah. But it's like, do I need to hang out with you every day? Right. There are some cases that that might be important to do depending on health medical conditions. So for example, one of the clinics I follow in Austria and in Germany for like a true um, lymphedema condition, they do sessions daily. 
with their therapist. So it really depends on where you're at, but let's say we're fairly healthy. It's kind of like, yeah, self-care. Let's do some dry brushing. And once you get into a pattern, it doesn't take that long. It's so interesting that you say that. Just this morning, I actually had a conversation with some of my clients about habit creating. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Because it's uh, it's the habit creation that is sometimes the hardest part in integrating these simple tasks or, you know, not even tasks, but just uh, self-care practices yeah, into your life. Sure. So I, I love that you just said that too. It's um, it's so important. Cordula, you hit that right on it. It's what are the habits that we could get in and where can we squeeze that into our day so we don't have to, oh man, I got to find an hour to do this. Right. Yeah. You know, maybe through the week or you've got the habit going on for like a self-reward. It's like, oh yeah, I will go tag in and go see a certified lymphatic therapist. Exactly. Just to, hey, am I on the right track or, you know, is this going okay? Yeah. Yeah. And for extra boost, like you're saying. Yeah, just exactly. to give you, Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. I love that. Thank you so, so much for the, oh, uh, for the information that you shared with us today. Francois, it was a pleasure to have you. And thank you as well. You're welcome. If some, somebody in my audience would like to learn more about you or what you do or where to find you, where can people find you? Uh, people could find me. The easy place is a uh, website, the classic www.theotherpainclinic.com. Okay, perfect. And that's kind of like goes a little bit about who we are, what we do, uh, part of the team, some of the new programs. So, for example, one of the new programs that's going to be our flagship services is definitely in the cancer exercise space because that's definitely a needed thing. And that just ties in really nicely with my skill set as a certified lymphatic therapist as well, because it's, yeah, movement once again, for sure. Yeah, beautiful. Awesome. And I will also include the website link into the show notes. So you guys have oh, access to that as well. You're welcome. Again, Francois, it was it was a pleasure. It was very informative. And I hope that both of us together can really push the lymphatic system a little bit more <laughs> to the forefront. And yeah. Cordula, it's awesome that you find the lymphatic system fascinating as well, because it is kind of like that hidden gem of how can we actually enhance our overall health? Yes some good in terms of you know that nutrition even the sleep etc then it's very you know doable to kind of up level that health aspect for sure absolutely and if it becomes part of your lifestyle and if you embody that it'll just help you especially when you have chronic inflammation going on exactly. to rein in the chronic inflammation long term every day by simple actions and so yeah. it's a win-win situation it's it's really good yeah sounds great all right well thank you so much for coming today francois and um, thank you for having me as your guest it's a pleasure you're welcome and we'll be in touch all right thank you you're welcome bye-bye